say it's kind of hard to preach when you eat at church. <laughs> All you want to do is go home and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm still full. <laughs> it won't be long tonight. That's what the monkey said when he cut his tail. It won't be long now. <laughs> it won't be long now. <laughs> man, Brother Tiny's right, man. I, I got in here and it was just a fog. It looked like somebody had turned on a fog machine in here. <laughs> but I know that's a lie. Because <laughs> Brother Tracy was in here when I got in here. I fought, I fought the devil and all his angels to get here that night. God, the devil didn't want me here. And I had so much to pray for. I'm telling you, when he, when he talked about it, I, my, first, my first reaction was, I don't want to do it. I God spoke to me immediately and said, you're going to do it. But I, I said immediately, oh, man, I got to really actually do that. Well, who's actually going to sign up? Who's really going to be doing it? It don't matter. It's what, it's what I got to do. I can't compare myself to Troy or to Brother, uh, Brother Tracy. I, I got I to fight my fight. I'm, I'm in this. To, I'm in this for me. I mean, it's for everybody. I, but I got to hold myself accountable. I can't compare myself to other people. Right. I can't. Well, he's not doing it, so I'm not going to do it. Right. It don't work that way with God. It don't work that way. But I didn't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. But then my spirit man wanted to do it. Was 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 ready for it all week. It was. But that tired man, he was tired. <laughs> he was tired. And then then I get a call. I'm on call right now. I get a call at six. Six o'clock, I had to leave my house, 6.45, go to Atlanta. Man, I'm telling you, the traffic was worse. I drive to Atlanta every day. It was the worst I've ever seen it in about, in about five years. I mean, the worst. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm weaving in and out of traffic trying to get there to get back. I've called Brother Tracy. Just so happened the way it worked out is he had the slots right before me. I don't know if it would have worked that way out if anybody else had been here. So we swapped. So I ended up taking the 10 to uh, 11 to 12. I get home at 10.30, get here at 11, 50, uh, 10, 10.57, just enough time to walk through the door. I'm telling you, I was everywhere, that, I, but, but he does, and I'm telling you, and, and I, it was, it, I needed to be here. I'm telling you, it was important for me to be here. I got so much to pray for. I got so many people to pray for. I know our church needs prayer. I know I always need prayer, so I know y'all need prayer. I know we're always going through something. I know the dishwasher messes up and you got to get a new one. I know the refrigerator goes out, the AC unit, the heat goes out. I know those things happen, man. Those things are, those things are hard to come by sometimes, man. It's, you just fix the tire on the car and then the, uh, then the car breaks down. That you just, and I just bought new, brand new, or you just bought brand new tires for the car and it don't even work no more. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you buy, you buy something new for this part and then this one breaks. It's just always like something. I know we all need prayer. We're all going through something. We're all troubled. But I'm telling you, it'll do you good to serve God. You might fight the devil and his angels to do what God has asked you to do, but it'll be worth it in the end. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. I, I thought I was going to get down here and I was, I was, I was going to pray. and I, I was like, yeah, I probably can pray for an hour. You know, probably can. I got enough people, man, that I can just be praying and praying. But... I thought I was going to be looking at my clock and things like that. And my brother Titus said, well, you know, it was over. I had, I had somebody knocking at the back door, putting in their time thing, going in. I was like, man, it was, it was good. It was, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. I know my family needs it. <laughs> because I know that devil's waiting right around the corner. Not just if he came for me, for my children, for my wife. He is. <laughs> he's ready when you're not. That's when he's ready. He's a coward. He's going to come in when you're at your weakest. That's what he's going to do. 
And he's going to try to get you off your game best he can. He'll get you all mixed up. And then he ain't got to worry about the rest of the family. Because they're going to fall. Well, when they say they strike the shepherd and the, the, the flock, it's going to fall. That's what's going to happen. You take the man out of the home. God covers man. Man covers woman. Woman covers the children. Just how it's set up. They say that the statistics for a, for a man and woman household are the same as a single father household. But the statistics for a single woman household, they end up in jail. They end up not becoming anything. They end up not going, not finishing school. Those are the statistics. Because God set it up that way for a man to be involved in this. Amen. For man to cover woman. woman. And it's, not, it's, not, it's not undermining the woman. The woman is considered a helper of the man. As God, it, they, they, the word helper, it, when, he, when he said, I'm going to make Adam a helper, the word in Hebrew also referred to, is what they refer to God as helper. The woman helps the man to be able to do what he does. We couldn't do it without, couldn't do it without my wife. I couldn't. <laughs> There's just things that I could not do without my wife. But this, but this society, they'll take a woman and they'll say, she's, she's this, so she's less of a person. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Woman is here. She is great. She has duties. And, they, and they'll try to make her do the man's duties. But that's not what she's created for. She's created for a woman. The man's created to be the man. And they try to, and they try to undermine those things. And it's not undermined at all. It's, it, it's, a, it's a very, very, very high thing to be a woman. It's a very high. And to, and to, put, and to be, our, be womanly. And be a man and be manly. It just is. There's nothing down about it. There's nothing. It, it, it's like that. God set it up that way. And it's a wonderful thing. They complement each other. That's right. It's a wonderful thing. It's a great thing. I don't know why I got off on all that, but, uh, but, but that'll preach. <laughs> God set it up that way. God, and I'm telling you, <clears throat> where was I at? I'm telling you, God, um, God got all over us uh, that day. He did. It was, I didn't want to do it, but, I went, but once I got here, and my spirit wanted to do it, and I was excited for doing it, and now I'm ready for the next time. Hey, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's good. It was good. You got your Bibles. Uh, open up to Hebrews. Hebrews 12. I want to ask you tonight, are you, a, are you a fan of Jesus, of God? Or are you a follower of Jesus, of God? Do you, you know, to be a fan of someone, you know their stats. You know what games they've played. You know who they play for. You know things like that. But are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Do you follow him? Do you know about your Lord and Savior? You can learn about him in here, but I say, I'm telling y'all, but you can know about him by obeying him, by doing what he asks you to do. You can learn of him. Oftentimes, God is referred to a refiner, a refiner. He, 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 he puts you in the fire, and uh, if it's gold, silver, he puts it to a certain temperature, and he burns all the impurities out of there, and that's what God's trying to do in our lives. God's trying to purge things out of our lives so that we can be more like his son. He's trying to take things away from us. Not to hurt us like we do for our kids. You don't need that. I wanted that, but you didn't need that. Because he loves you. He loves you more than you love your children. And if you have children, you understand the concept. Whenever you want your children to have the best thing, you want, you want, the mold, you want them to be molded by you, what, what standards you have for them, or God has for them. Not with the school system, not with everything else in this world has. You want them raised a certain way. You want, you want them refined like God wants you refined. He wants you to come out pure. He said, 
They said, how you know when, how you know when the medal's done? He said, he said, when you can see your, see your face in it. Amen. When you can see your face in it. That's what God wants to see. He wants to look at you and see himself. Amen. He wants to see his reflection. He's oftentimes also referred to as a potter. Amen. He's the potter with the clay. He does what he wants with it. He shapes it and molds yeah. it into what, whatever vessel he wants to make it into. If he wants to make it into a bowl, you're going to be a bowl. If he wants you to be a cup, you're going to be a cup. Yeah. If, you wanna, if, you, if he wants you to make a pretty, a pretty something in a vase to sit up in a museum, that's what he's going to make you. But they all have a purpose. We all have a purpose for our life. He's the potter. He's shaping and molding us into his image. That's what he's doing. We get closer and closer as the time comes. And that's what he's doing, shaping and molding our lives. <clears throat> Let me start reading over here in verse 1. Chapter, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let's lay aside those sins that easily beset us, those places, those people, those things, that might entrap us, taking on too much stuff, buying too many things, going too many places, those things that might become sin that aren't sin right now, talking about those things, let's lay it aside. Be careful. Be careful what you fill your life with because it'll consume you. It'll consume you. And before you know it, you're consumed with everything else, but you, you ain't made it to church. You ain't, and it's, I know we scream that, but, but, it ain't, but, it ain't, but it's just how it is. If you're, a if you're a fan or a follower of Jesus Christ, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, but do you go to church on a regular basis? Do you tithe? Do you obey him? Because he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Do you teach others of him? Do you want somebody else to have exactly what we have right here? I do. I want my whole family. I want my, I'm telling everybody I get around, I just want them to. I want them to know the peace and the joy that I have in my life that I never had before this. Right. The things that I had now that I've never had in my life. I was telling Jaylee the other day, she got in trouble in school. I'm sorry putting you out there, Jaylee, but yeah, it's just a, you know. Anyway, got in trouble in school, and she's like, can I go do this? Can I do this? I said, no, baby, you cannot do that because you got in trouble in school. I said, I desire to bless you. I desire to allow you to do these things, and I desire for you to have the best in your life, but I can't just give them to you if you're going to be disobedient. I said, I want you to do that. You know, I'd love for you to go watch TV. I'd love for you to go outside or go, go to somebody else's house or go play and go do all this. I want you to do that. I don't want to keep you up, locked up in the house. I don't want to keep you down. I want you to have, I want to go buy you ice cream. I want to go take you, take you to, to wherever you want. We'll go have a fun. We'll have some fun. I want you to do it. And I know God wants that for us too. God wants the best for our life. And I want everyone to know that around me, that, that God has done that for me. And I want him, them to know the peace and the joy that I have that this world cannot bring them. Can't. The security that we have here. Man, the security I don't have just for myself. Well, the things that I, I don't, that I can't look after, the things that I can't, I can't be at school with them all the time. I can't be in the car with my wife all the time. But the security I know that God, God takes care of me. I, I thank God he puts that hedge of protection around my family, around my church family. Hey, Amen. I see, I ain't never seen never seen this before in my life <laughs> the way God really takes care of his people really he God he keeps his hand on his people and he and he does the thing he, he does you know so I'm gonna keep on reading it says let us run with patience the race that is set before us 
God has a calling and a purpose for your life. Things that are set before you. Amen. Reach unto those things that are before. Forget those things which are behind you. And reach unto those things that are before. Hey, press towards the calling. Press towards it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye, ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Now, I've done some things in my life that I'm guilty of, and when I was getting sentenced for them or I was getting in trouble for them, hey, I couldn't be mad at them. But Jesus, Jesus was an innocent man. Man, when, I, when you hold me accountable for something I didn't do, I'm speaking up and I'm getting mad. I'm getting very upset. Man, I'm not standing for that. I didn't do that. But he sat back quiet and took every bit of me and you. Not his mouth. Didn't open not his mouth. Hey, he went straight to the slaughter for me and you. He was a blameless man. I was a, I was a sinful man. And, I, and I'm telling you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll take the things that I've done. But to take something I didn't do, I don't know how he done it. For me. For you. For us. Maybe for y'all, but for me, I know, I don't know why he did that. I'm telling you. It said in five, verse five, it says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. It says, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faith when thou were rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth away son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have a father. We have, we have had fathers of our flesh. We've had fathers that have raised us, that have, that have disciplined us, and we've had discipline, and said which corrected us, and we gave them reverence, reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of the spirits and live? For, for they verily for a few days chastised, chast, chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Like I said, for, her own, for their own good, we desire to bless our children. But when they get in trouble, we got to take things from them. we got to say no about things that we do not want to say. I want them to have the best time in their life. I want them to have good. But who would I be if I told them, yes, or just let them keep doing what they're doing? And who would God be if he kept on letting you live in your sin and didn't correct you? Who would he be? I, I know children that, that grow up when their parents let them do whatever they want, and they despise their parents for not disciplining them because you should have taught me better. When I didn't know any better, I know, I know children that don't talk to their parents because they say, well, they didn't even raise me right. They're mad at them. <laughs> mad at them. Because there was a child and they didn't know right and they didn't discipline right. They had to, they had to they'd do whatever they wanted. When, I'm telling you. But God loves us so much that he'll deal with us when we're wrong, when we ain't right. And you thank God that he's a, he's a father to us. Did you have a father in your life that'll, 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 that'll turn you around, that'll speak to you softly, but then if he got to, he's going, right. come on back here, sit right here. Sit down. No, you can't go over there. No. Thank God we got one that does that for us. 
failed him. Because <laughs> if he didn't, he wouldn't have never pricked your heart. He'd have never put conviction in your life. And he never called you to get saved. Never. If he didn't care about you, he wouldn't have put that in something down in your heart that would call you here every time. That desire that he puts in your heart. You think, you just, you think this flesh is desiring to be here right now? You th- that's that spirit, man, that God put inside you. That's that spirit, man, that, God, that Holy Spirit that God has given us because he loved us enough to give us that. He took that, heart of, he took that heart of stone and turned it to a heart of flesh. That's what he did. And he changed us. <laughs> changed who we was. Hey, because before this, some of us would have never stepped foot in a church, especially a church like this. Maybe one of them churches that look like clubs and stuff and the light, light shows and things like that. Just reminds me, everything's dark. I'm like, what is going on here? But now I know these things. I thank God we got a man of God that won't allow that. Because I wouldn't have known better had I come into it. I think a lot of people are deceived into that lifestyle. They're deceived. But you know what they say in the Bible? He says that they'll sell the seven seas to one, one covert, and they make him twice as deserving hell as them. So you think when that Muslim gets to heaven, he'll say, but they converted me to this, God. He's not going to say you going to say, depart from me. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You better thank God that he had the grace to raise you up in the, in the USA and to America where, where Christ is, is, is what was, what we, what we stand for. And if you're in America, you know who Christ is for the most part. I've only met maybe like one or two people that didn't know who Jesus Christ was. It blew my mind. So you thank God that he was pricked. You wasn't raised up in those Palestinian nations, those Middle Eastern nations, is Muslim, and never got taught the truth. I know it's in our hearts to know the truth, but I'm just telling you, there's things that could happen. <laughs> be way worse than what we, I'm telling you. We thank God that he showed us grace and mercy on those things. <clears throat> it says, no ch- no, for now no chastising for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Never, nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Now, after we chastise our children, they want to do right. They want to get right. After God deals with us, we want to get down to these altars, and we want to get right, and we want to turn from our sin. We want to repent, do the 180 from our sins, and change the way we've been living. That, thank God he does that for us. Amen. Because who would he be for us to hear him to say, he's a Christian, but he lives like that, and God has never dealt with him, but he calls himself a Christian. You'd be a hypocrite. Yeah. You would be somebody that they would say, I don't want none of that. But they see you turn from these sins. They see, you, they see God help you deal with you about certain things in your life. Because there's certain things in my heart that I need God helping me to deal with. I say, God, if there's anything in my heart, point it out and help me get rid of it. Help deal with my heart and help me turn and change from it. Because this flesh never wants to do that. And I, and I know my mind never wants to do that. But I know that spirit man that lives inside me can help me to turn from these things and to change and to walk a different way. Put your finger on that, Lord, that you don't want in my heart. Put your finger on it. Point it out. Don't let me get bitter about it. Don't let me get mad and run from it. Let me deal with it. Help me to deal with it. Only he can help me deal with certain things in my life that I'm bitter about, that I'm mad about, upset about. Only he can do that. Only things. And I I encourage you, if you've got some bitterness or some unforgiveness in your heart, I'm telling you, if you'll ask Christ, man, I I know I, I, I dealt with God on this one time. Did I ask God about a certain thing that it brought to my mind? It bred, it, it bred a bitter, bitter taste in my mouth, and I was upset about it, but that Holy Spirit inside me said, I can help you get rid of that. 
And I prayed, and, and God dealt with me and helped me, helped me to get rid of it. Now, when it comes to mind, there's no bitterness there. There's no unforgiveness there. There's peace there. So it's gone. But only the Holy Spirit can do that on certain things. I'm telling you. <laughs> it said, and make straight paths. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go back to 12. Wherefore, lift up your hands, which hang down, and lift, lift in the feeble knees. You strengthen them. You chastise you down. But lift, your leg, lift yourself up. Get back up. Turn from your sins. Get back right. Do that. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Many be defiled. Not just you. you I'm thinking that maybe you have some people that are watching you that are just waiting for you to trip up so they can trip up with you. you. Do you know some people wouldn't come to church if you didn't come to church? Did you know that some people would, wouldn't show up if you didn't show up? They say many would be defiled if you fell. Don't fall. You got many people watching you. You got many people looking for you, looking at you. They wouldn't show up if you wasn't here. I know it's a heavy burden, but it's, it's worth it in the end. It's worth it. He says, I, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of, uh, of God, to present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's a reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a reasonable service. He's not asking a lot for you to come to church. He's not asking a lot. Man, we asked a lot of God. If it, it, I, I guarantee if we had a conversation with Jesus Christ, and he said, well... He paled you out over hell. He said, this is where you got to go if I don't go to that cross. Please go to that cross. If he made us ask and beg for him, I know we would. Please go to that cross. Please go to that cross. Please. If he showed it to you, he said, this is where you guys are going. I'm sorry. Please go to that cross. Please go to that cross. He's saying, this is your reasonable service. This is a reasonable service right here. Just to show up and to live a godly life. Reasonable. To prove yourself. To prove what you have. It's reasonable. We ask something unreasonable of Christ. But he did it anyways. But he did it anyways. Please go to that cross. Don't send me down there. You be begging. But this is your reasonable service. Because he did an unreasonable thing on that cross for us. He did. But he did it because he loved us. Be a follower after Christ. Don't just be a fan. Don't just know the Bible. Don't just quote the scriptures. Follow after Christ with love. Follow after Christ, man. I'm telling you, there's a joy. You know you got that joy. Hey, if you've been saved, you got the same spirit I got, you got joy unspeakable, full of glory. You know God's going to take care of you. You know, you know sometimes we ask, where's God at? You know we all ask that. We all faith waver sometimes. Man, where's God at? I, I know we do. But the ultimate, we know. And then guess what? When we get through that, we look back and say, why did I ever doubt? Why did I ever doubt? <laughs> why did I ever doubt? Be a follower after Christ. Man, I'm telling you, Teach others about him. Even if it's a simple, just something. Hey, you'll get made fun of sometimes. Are you one of those? You one of those? You go to church? Are you right? Are you right? You and you guess what? You better be glad I go to church every time. I, every time the doors open, that's what I tell them. You better be glad I go to church every time that door is open. Just telling you. 
world's a better place. I'm a better, it's a better place. I'm telling you. I think I'll be a follower of Christ. See, let him, let him refine you. Let him be the potter. You be the clay. It's hard sometimes. Hey, I, I'm preaching to myself. Everything I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm, it's coming, it's coming as I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening as I'm spitting it out. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I mean it. This is coming straight to me too. I need to let him refine me. I need to let him be the potter. I need him to let him shape me and mold me so that I can pass it down so that my wife can see God in me, so my children can see God in me. My perfect dad, nope, I know. I mess up all the time. Do I get mad all the time? <laughs> my perfect husband, by no means. But, but the best thing about me is Christ. Best thing about me is that I get to come to church and listen to a man of God get up and preach preach my heart off and you know gotta keep going just gotta keep being a follower of Christ hey don't grow weary in well doing because in due time you will reap hey for God is not mocked but whatever man sow that it will reap you're sowing these good things in your life ain't it true John man we're witnessing it right now ain't we man ain't God good he done more for us in these past couple years man than we can't even we could have ever thought of the things we only dreamed about Really? Am I right? Ain't he good? Man, I know you ain't never had this much peace in your life. You live just like I live. Yeah. Been good to us, man. I want to follow him, man. I need a closer relationship with God. I need to walk closer with him. I need to be a better person. I need to be a better Christian all the time. Help us, God. Help me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for my family, man. I need it. Be a follower, not just a fan. Be a follower of Christ. He's done too much for us. We've asked unreasonable things for him. You would have asked. You would have asked. I would have begged if he showed me what's going to happen. I promise you, every one of us would have begged him that, please go to that cross. Please go to that cross. Unreasonable things. But he said, this is just a reasonable service that I have for you. It's reasonable. What are you going to do with it? What are we going to do? I challenge you. Be a follower of Christ. Seek after what he's got for your life.